Uh, oh yeah, we need a theme. Uh, you got one? I wanted to leave it up to you. Um, I wrote to you the history of the postal service or handsome stranger. Oh, I didn't see that. Yeah. Oh, oh, I'm so sorry. Uh, do you have either of them that you'd prefer? The second. <laughs> Okay, Handsome Stranger. We're taking Handsome Stranger. Handsome Stranger is our theme. Hello, listener. <laughs> Maybe. And welcome to another episode of City Mouse, Country Mouse, the podcast wherein I, the City Mouse, Nicholas Brown, and my co-host, uh, Kate O'Hara, Country Mouse, will tell each other stories about living in the city or the country. I wasn't sure if you were going to jump in there. <laughs> we should really normalize this. We do have a really awkward uh, cadence, don't we? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that's the goal. Uh, as usual, I have mixed myself a martini and need to pour it so that I can keep my blood pressure skyrocketing. Um, and uh, you seem to have some sort of beverage I have yourself. A mountain jam from. Jackson Hole, Wyoming. Oh, yeah. This, I, yeah. You had that last week as well, the Rage Against yeah. the Machine beer. They're big cans. Mm. Do we need to sponsor? Do we need to announce any other sponsors? What else? Other implies that they are, which is not true. <laughs> Who else is giving us money? <laughs> yeah. Nike. I love my Nike us? shorts I'm wearing right now. They're so comfortable. Uh. Yeah, no, that 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 is true. We are not being given money by anyone. <laughs> Hard to believe. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> go figure. Well, I mean, except obviously Rage Against the Machine, who sold out immediately. <laughs> Truly. <laughs> they didn't ask any questions. <laughs> they just said, you know what? Absolutely. We're not even listening to it, but we would love to give you money. You guys money. are so, you sound so cool. <laughs> yeah. You guys are doing a podcast on big oil and how great it is? Sure. <laughs> um, so last week when I talked to you, you had abandoned a, a dock in the middle of the lake. Did you? Yeah. Oh, that's right. We found it. Great. We collected it. Yeah. Pickups from last week. Previously on City Mouse Country Mouse. <laughs> oh, my dock is in the middle of the lake. There was a storm that came on. No. Oh, no. This week. We picked up the dock and there were no further incidents. Did you have any similar adventures? <laughs> any more storms? Lake-like more? adventures? There, yeah, did you not get the storm system that we got on Friday? Or on Thursday? Friday, I think it was. Just a day of Ooh, thunderstorms. Nice. I, yeah, it, it, it just perpetual thunder. Which, by the na- way, is the name of my biography. <laughs> well, I thought you'd come up with a name for your child. Yeah, perpetual thunder. <laughs> Brown. Um, we, uh, you can call him Perp for short, though that's not going to serve him well later in life. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we could just call him Thunder. <laughs> later in life, it might turn out to be apt, but that was uh, the pressure on my martini shaker bursting. Perfect sound. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. That's I, I'm working on my foley art. Over so, uh, am I to ask you if you have any news from the 
country. Yeah, uh, finally. Jesus, I've been trying to knock this into you, and you're just a pain in the ass about it. I care, Nick. I'm, I care. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't sound any more sincere, but at least you asked. Well, Catherine, this week we discovered our child has no cystic fibrosis. Uh, so the, the, the son who is on the way, or has like a very, very slender chance of having cystic fibrosis, which we were very worried about because Shara has the gene for it. But I do not. So uh, that's great. That's, that, was, that was the big news this week. The other big news, and uh, I don't know, you may have read about this in a bunch of, I don't know, the, the, the better national newspapers, is that I have downloaded Assassin's Creed Odyssey and have been playing it every waking hour yes. of every day. And is that a is yeah. that a shooter uh, game? Yeah, uh, no, it's uh, you're an assassin and you have a creed. And what is this creed that you are pretending you have? It's a little honestly, it's the sloppiest <laughs> writing in the world, so it's a little <laughs> unclear. Like there's a, there's a major element of cognitive dissonance that is required to play the game because the body count that you rack up by the end of these games is in the hundreds if not thousands and they're all just these like stab deaths and somehow you are portrayed as the good guy which is totally preposterous but I love these games I don't play a lot of video games but this is one that I do play if they wanted to send us money I would really appreciate it. So, the second non-sponsorship of this episode Assassin's Creed uh, but, so you're a ninja and you stab people to death uh, can they stab you? pretty much yeah Oh yeah, totally. They okay. can fight back. Yeah, you. It, it wouldn't. Do it you wouldn't get be to worth like go into their bedrooms as they're sleeping and crawl into bed with them and take yeah, out a well, knife? And... They're they're historical oh. games, so they all take place in an era of history. Each of them takes place in like, an era of history, and this one is ancient Greece during the Peloponnesian War. All right, so that makes it okay. Which is yeah, it's very exciting to me because you get to wander around oh. ancient Greece. There's a lot, and there's a bunch of ancient Grecian plot lines. And for all of the sort of general mayhem and murder that the games sort of tacitly promote, because that is what you were doing, is just murdering people horribly. You know, it's 80s action movie style murder, right? Like, it's just, it's a bloodbath. But for all of that sort of incredibly violent cultural undertone... Ubisoft, the makers of the game, are known to do a whole lot of archaeological and historical research when they reconstruct the world. So there is like a lot of really cool stuff. And they throw in sort of historical elements and sites that once were. Uh, my character just made it to Athens, so I'm exploring ancient Athens right now. And I'm very excited to meet Pericles, the uh, leader. And also the characters have deeply undermined my presumptions about how Grecian words are pronounced. Like the movie 300. I know about it. Did you see or know it? But do you know what the battle is called there? I'm trying to. uh, Okay. So so you're not going to give me a false pronunciation so that I can correct it. Oh, I've never seen 300. Uh, Okay. It's, I had always, okay. I'll do my own false pronunciation and then correct myself. I'd always thought it was the Battle of Thermopylae because that's what I had read it as. But apparently it's pronounced Thermopylae. Thermopylae? 
<laughs> yeah, it's great. It, I'm really digging the Greek pronunciations. So do There's you like, talk to people? Is that how you get the pronunciations of? Oh yeah, you're. These are new age games, Catherine. We're in the modern era of video games. Everybody talks to everybody. Oh. You get to you're, hear them all. Your character talks. Other characters talk. There's a huge voiceover track. There's a cast of hundreds involved in these games. But this isn't uh, one that you play online with other people. You're not talking to actual people. You're just... Okay. No, 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 no. This is talking to synthesized wow. characters. Characters who are invented from old cloth. Uh, and do you get to and speak? Or do you have to type? No, no. You, you choose, you choose options. options. They give you one of three options of what you okay. can say. Because, you know, your character has a voice and, you know, that's pre-recorded. And so they have to do that. I, I may have figured out the story that I'm going to tell this week. Just All right, let's hear it. Well, wait. First, I want to hear oh, your updates from I, I painted some turkey tails today. Uh, some feathers. You know, turkey that's, tails. Or... Turkey tails sounds like, it, sounds like a euphemism. Yeah. It's a Wyoming sex move. <laughs> Yeah. Oh man, it doesn't sound good. It's not a good text move. It's it's, it's, it's been outlawed it's, for at least twenty five years. We have wild turkeys everywhere around here, and uh, my friend shot a couple, and I've got their tail feathers. And I'm. Are they native? Gosh. Or are they just? Did somebody let sure. one out a few years uh, ago? I don't believe it's that sort of a thing. Like they started breeding, like like people had them as domesticated animals and then they escaped and started breeding i think they're i don't know if like how long they've been here that is a good question if they're native or not uh but i see them everywhere they're in town they walk down the street uh and a lot of times people have to stop on pretty busy streets and wait for the turkeys to stop i was uh Oh yeah, in their cars. It's not okay. Sorry. No, they're like gangs. Like, couldn't you no. just walk by it? Like, <laughs> oh no, the turkeys. <laughs> they're so they're such a scary <laughs> animal. <laughs> but it's it's fun to see them. A lot of times they'll people will like stop and like yell at the turkeys. They'll, they'll honk at the turkeys and oh my god, that's yeah, me. you damn turkey, get out of the road, liberal American turkey. <laughs> Left-wing turkey trying to steal our country no back. Obama chicken. <laughs> uh, so they're all over town. They're also, you know, all over in the mountains and uh, mountain, mountain turkeys. They're they're yeah they're on Muddy Mountain. They're on Casper Mountain, and uh, they're quite beautiful. And so I started an oil painting of their tails two tails right next to each other Ir iridescent oh. feathers i do uh wing paintings all the time iridescent means rainbowish light correct uh yeah correct it's kind of like that hologram type of light uh yeah okay because I, I i learned recently that there's that the golden mole is an iridescent animal. Ooh, I don't know that one. That spends its... Yeah, and it's a sort of accidental side effect of its life. I was listening to No Such Thing as a Fish, a great podcast for anybody who doesn't listen to it. 
that has no affiliation with us. So again, <laughs> this week's theme is sponsorship. <laughs> <laughs> and they were talking about the Golden Mole, which is this South African mole. And it is apparently, well, I don't know if it's the inspiration for it, but it behaves like cartoon moles where it sort of burrows exactly like six inches beneath the surface. So you can absolutely see sort of where it's moving. You can right under get the your surface. hand down in there and feel around, <laughs> grab it. Well, you can see like the trails, uh, you know, the, the, the like Bugs Bunny like trails that the mole oh, leaves yeah. in the ground. But apparently they're blind as bats and their fur, in order to dig, they needed a very friction-free fur. And a uh, sort of side effect of that, an accidental evolutionary side effect that nobody can see any reason for for that was a, a, an iridescent fur. That sounds amazing. Uh, a mole. I know, right? A, bur- a burrowing mole. There's no reason uh, for them. This beautiful rainbow light. Yeah. Pretty cool. No, I was reading a bunch about iridescence and ultra black. What's ultra black? Ultra black's that shade of black that exists in fairly rare species in nature that absorbs something like 98% of visible light. You mostly see it in. There's a bunch of deep sea creatures that apparently are ultra oh. black. And then there are birds of paradise. Really? Because of like their jungle environment? No, it's because they're... Look this okay. up online if you get a chance because it's incredible. To see. The, the audio description of this will not do it justice. But the, but the visual of it... Because birds of paradise have incredible mating dances, right? They're the, the best mating dances, right? Like they're the American ballet theater of oh, wow. making dance, no mating idea. dances, or the Bolshoi, or the whatever. Pick your dance theater, uh, and the the ultra back black birds of paradise also have strips of this extraordinary neon bright blue, so they look like a sort of Vegas signpost. Wow, because because the strip of bright blue really pops because it's surrounded by ultra black. <laughs> um, so let's hear your story about the handsome stranger. Yeah, well, so this was a theme that you suggested. And so I thought you were going to go first, but okay. I don't have a story, but I'll think of one. All right, great. <laughs> a lot of preparation goes into this podcast. <laughs> So it occurred to me that I I would just give a brief description of, I've lived for, in New York for, I don't know, 14 years now, uh, something like that. And early on in my tenure in New York, I I, I sort of moved there because I thought I was going to be an actor and I should have moved to LA, like a smart person would have moved to LA. But... I wanted to be around people I knew and I knew more people in New York than LA and I also had sort of romantic visions of the city for good reason New York's a very romantic place it's a filthy place where rats eat people and people eat rats but it's also very romantic (laughs) (laughs) it's romantic in that rat eating way in that symbiosis (laughs) yeah it's it's romantic, but but in a terrible, terrible way. It's romantic. 
It's romantic in that last scene of Romeo and Juliet way, but without the love story, just two people committing suicide. Oh. <laughs> yeah. And then and then their corpses get kicked around by the cops. And the rats. So one of the things I had a, a billion odd jobs both in New York and before that in Chicago where I lived right after college. And at some point in one of those various odd jobs, I started to become sort of an actor just by default, like I, for complicated reasons, but basically I, I went to a blind casting and somebody cast me in something and, and I was like, oh, all right, I guess I don't have any better idea of what to do. <laughs> you know, It's that thing that apparently a lot of people have in college where it's like, you do your freshman year classes and you get an A in one of them and you get C's in the other or B's in the other and you're like, well, I guess this is what I'm supposed to do. <laughs> so at some point, I started doing voiceovers because a f- an actor friend of an actor friend said, hey, why don't you do voiceovers? I'll connect you with my agent. And I went in and, you know the agent in question had me read a couple things and he sent me to an audition and I went to, it was a Heineken audition and in that Heineken audition I saw a different script on the music stand in front of voiceover auditions have music stands because you have to see the copy you have to see what you're supposed to read and there had been a different audition earlier in the day for a different part and it was this sort of like German obnoxious person and I saw that and I was like well I lived in Austria I grew up in Austria I, I like I I know what an obnoxious German sounds like <laughs> and so I asked the casting director I said can I also read for this and he said sure you know you throw something down and and it was and so I was like Heineken we love it <laughs> It wasn't like, it was maybe a little less gay than that, but <laughs> not much. It was like not, not much. I was I you know, it was a bunch of German like Ja Heineken. <laughs> yeah, that's cool, man. Uh, did you get the part? Anyway, so I had, oh yeah, yeah, and then I booked it and that's why I got my first voice. I remember reading. when you were doing um, commercials. Wonderful. Yeah, uh, so I, I did a ton. I had there was a, there was a brief period. There was a sort of two to three year period in New York where I was getting a lot of voiceover work, and and making a lot of money doing it because it was great. I was the voice of Tic Tac. I bet like, you know, most people spend more time on the toilet than on vacation. Tic Tac, shake things up. <laughs> Stop using the toilet. <laughs> yeah. Tic Tac doesn't want you to use the toilet. <laughs> So I had this, and I switched voiceover agents. The, the the guy who was my original agent was a wonderful guy, but his agency didn't have, there were complicated reasons that I left there. They, they didn't have a commercial department, and I wanted to be a commercial actor. <laughs> <laughs> the dream of everyone's to be in a Tide commercial. Well, yeah, I think that'd be a pretty good gig if you could get it. You, you dream, you know, every kid grows up dreaming of being in a Tide commercial. <laughs> But not everyone can make it. <laughs> There's just too few Tide commercial roles. Did you, when you were, did you like have a, a... And then maybe you end up as George Clooney, that poor guy. Was your... <laughs> Never managed to be in a Tide commercial. 
Did you have a, a vision board of just like different products that you liked during this? I, I, were you were you yeah, really hoping I, I, to get I, I, like I, I, a like Taco Bell might be like the pinnacle of success? I had a bookshelf in my apartment and I just put products on it, just one by one <laughs> next to each other, and they were all food and they rotted and it was horrible. <laughs> and then the rats <laughs> came. So yeah, we we and then the rats came, and yeah, it was is, a ratty world. Is and, this, and, <laughs> How does the handsome stranger figure in? Oh, we're about to come there. <laughs> so we got the rats are eating the, the spoiled food. The rats and are then, eating the tacos what? that I've left on the shelf. <laughs> the rats are eating the tacos. You, you know, it's New York, so we're all eating the rats. Uh, and, you know, the, the pizza is being eaten by everybody, the rats and the people. Yes. And one afternoon, I get you know, after a bunch of sort of quick gigs from my agent, they send me in. And this is where I was thinking, this is what made me think of Tall Handsome Stranger, uh, even though he wasn't that tall a stranger or that handsome, was I got sent in to do a a voiceover, uh, and I booked a thing just off my demo the, um, for Rockstar Games. Basically, I was thinking about video games, but I was like, well, a handsome stranger who is tall might be a digital stranger. In fact, well, most likely. Are. <laughs> so I, I just wanted to talk briefly, I think, about the experience. And it's sort of a story, but it's also mostly a declaration of events. Of, I, I am, so... I am the tattoo artist in Grand Theft Auto V. And I wanted to talk about the sort of briefly about the experience of recording that and, and, and being the, the tattoo artist in Grand Theft Auto V. What are your lines? Oh, I'll get to those in a moment. <laughs> it depends what you, the character, All do. All right. Do you. Oh, okay. So. Oh, go ahead. Uh, no, I mean, do you? Uh, how how many lines do you have? Like, what's the scope of this character? A lot. It was wow. like hundreds. Well, but it, it's a really minor character. But at the same time, you know, you're trying to give the player as much autonomy as possible. So you know, it's like, stop stealing that paperclip, <laughs> <Right>. really. <laughs> like, hey, this month. You, you want to. <laughs> You want to anticipate as much as you can of what they might do. And, and so, like, you, you have to just sort of c cover your bases. So, just to give anybody who hasn't done a video game voice capture a, a, a sign of this, you, you go into this place and they have a, a microphone and then they have a chin stand where you put your chin, like if you're going into a dentist, right? Like, you know, when you go into a dentist and you bite down on that plate and they have a space for your chin and they lock uh -huh. your head in to do x-rays right when they do it. so they do that for voice capture and video games as well uh, not the bite plate but they have your chin and your head in specific places because they have to do a 3D rendering of your face because video games right now are amazing let me redirect you to Assassin's Creed Odyssey <laughs> I've been having a great time playing it and I would love it if they'd sponsor us <laughs> and you know, they record your face to do whatever your face needs to do in this thing. So I've been into many, many voiceover auditions. And most of them, you just go in and, you you know, 
like the product is tree stump and you go in and there's like copy and it's like I always thought the trees were too tall but then I found tree stump tree stump is the short tree the tree without leaves (laughs) I never knew what to lean on when I was thinking (laughs) (laughs) then I found tree stump (laughs) (laughs) I found tree stump I always thought that forests were glorious natural features but then I thought (laughs) but then I became beholden to big lumber and I found <laughs> tree stump. <laughs> so, so you normally just have these like, you know, 15 word phrases, right? You know, the Cincinnati Zoo, the place where you and your kids will have a Cincinnati <laughs> time. Cincinnati. That sounds dirty <laughs> too. <laughs> I, I assume that's a Cincinnati area. Cincinnati. Say dating, but we know it's Cincinnati. You should do a commercial for that. For that. So, yeah. Oh, totally. I would love to do that. But so the tall, dark, handsome Mm. stranger in question. The tall, handsome stranger in question is the tattoo artist in Grand Theft Auto Five. And the thing that I wanted to remark upon is that. When you go into most voiceover auditions, you read this copy and do whatever you can. And the director will be like, emphasize this word more. You know, like, uh, emphasize Cincinnati more. (laughs) Hit the T-I in Cincinnati. So you're like, you know, Cincinnati is a great place to visit. And they're like, we want, hit visit. And you're like, Cincinnati is a great place to visit. (laughs) (laughs) There's a lot of Amazing this Amazing direction, it's, it's yeah. Kind of, I mean, there's a lot of vision. In yeah, this. exactly. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and there's a lot of, what and that, you know, sh- shrug one off and emphasize three different <laughs> words. And you're like, Cincinnati, a great place to visit. Cincinnati, great place to visit. Cincinnati, a great place to visit. <laughs> and you just throw these things down one after another and, you know, they'll throw it in the like, be a little more gravelly Cincinnati, a great place to visit. So there's a lot of fun voiceover stuff with all of that stuff. And they do, you know, you, you play around with that stuff for a while. But Rockstar Games, who are great and fun, and I enjoyed working for them. They're the only place I've ever gone where they have throat lozenges in the booth. Because <laughs> the only direction they give, they're like, can you yell it more? <laughs> Because all of their games were just like, you're about to die. Right? All of the dialogue. Like, deliver that piece of dialogue as if you're about to die or you've just been shot. <laughs> it's like, you know, if if the line of dialogue is, you know, can I get some change? It's like, ah, can I get some change? <laughs> They're like, that was cool, but it wasn't screamy enough. Can you scream it more? <laughs> You're pretty good at that. You've got the the chops. It was a good scream. Yeah. Like the screaming chops? So this was a good gig. Yeah. So to the degree that Tall Handsome Stranger, the topic of this podcast, uh, to the degree that we're dealing with the Tall Handsome Stranger, it's if you want to meet a Tall Handsome Stranger in Grand Theft Auto 5. You better get a tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> 
Head on over to the Get tattoo Get a dolphin artist. on your ankle. Get that butterfly on your back you've always wanted. Also, if you haven't found it yet, I know that there is a plot line in one of the stories that involves the tattoo artist because I had to record it. And I never found it when I played the game, but I know it's wow. there. Wow. Maybe it's through someone else. Does it ever get that complicated? Or Probably. I, I don't know. I only played the game. I played Grand Theft Auto Five for maybe 20, 30 hours, and then I got tired of it because I didn't get to assassinate people in historical scenarios. Right. So basically, my story is just a pitch to Ubisoft that they should hire me for the next Assassin's Creed because I really like playing your games. I believe they should. They should come up with a character just for you to play. You know, when you write a part for a certain actor. I mean, mm. they could base it on uh, obnoxious German because what I've heard, I like. <laughs> I think they've already recorded. Their next one is all about Vikings, so it's not going to work there. But I don't know what the one they have in the works after that is. But I, I just, I, I would love to, Ubisoft if you're listening, and I'm sure you're not. <laughs> Gun to my head? No. <laughs> I would love to play whatever the most demeaning character you have in your next game is. I want to play a total sycophant. I want the voice to just be. Yeah, I, I want to be the boar on the floor. <laughs> so, Catherine, do you have a story about a handsome stranger? Well, I don't remember these podcasts too well after we're finished. Did I ever tell you the story of the homeless man, Alan? No. No? Not as far okay. as I'm aware. The guy that was on the bench outside the library. There's a man outside a bench? Which Oh, the... Uh, what city? I'm Where in, are you? I'm in... Give, give me a Casper, sense of place. Casper, Wyoming. Yeah. You know where Wyoming is? Okay. Oh, you know, I mean, I, I know where you uh, are. So downtown I thought, I, is a, I th- I is a public taken... library. Uh, the front has a statue of Prometheus, uh, a, a nude, a nude oh. man. One of our many homo erotic you know, statues here in Casper, Wyoming. Yeah. Yeah. Wyoming is full of homo Yeah. It's, it's weird. So it's this naked. It's their famous, like, inclusiveness that cause people to do the Laramie project, yeah, right? Yeah, famously. Uh, but the behind the library is more of a, a space to hang out. and uh, There was a man on the bench as I rode my bike up. This is a few years ago. And I was going to go inside or return a book. and But this guy caught my eye because... Uh, he was. He looked a lot like uh, failed actor George Clooney, who we already mentioned. Uh, I mean, he was a beautiful man, but it was like if George Clooney were like doing some deep research on like homelessness and on the high plains, and that is. Did you hear that George Clooney announced his next project, homelessness in the high plains? <laughs> what? <laughs> Uh, he told me his name was Alan uh, because after I came back out of the library I I went over to him uh, and I just sat down by him and he kind of acknowledged me uh, as I came out of the library and uh, he didn't look at me for a while uh, but he was so good looking I was like staring at him he was handsome Uh, and but obviously homeless and like down on his luck but like 
really good looking and um he wouldn't really look me in the eye and I just uh talked to him he told me he has a daughter who's a chef in I think Paris definitely France um and he drinks too much I told him about all the different you know meetings or uh, little resources we have here and he was just really nice and uh I gave him I think five bucks you know because I had a five in my wallet and after I handed it to him and I had a really sweet little interaction with him and he kind of reluctantly took the money um these kind of changed tone a little bit and he said he is very pleased with you daughter and <laughs> and uh you know it wasn't as creepy as I made it sound <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how it could be a lot less creepy, though. You know, I mean, he had, he didn't... Do that in your least creepy voice and try to make it Well, no, you're the voiceover actor. You do that. I'm going to do it in my friendliest voice. I'm going to say, he is very pleased with you, daughter. Okay, ready? He's very pleased with you, daughter. Yeah, yeah. That's sort of like a a raw blow a la Parks and Rec. Like, he would make it sound. You have that vibe, though. I, I, I... I smiled the shit through that, and it still sounds sounds awful. awful. (laughs) Well, it was funny. We were having a pretty normal uh, conversation up until that point. You know, he wouldn't look at me, and I'm only emphasizing that because, you know, he didn't put anything on me. He wasn't creeping or, like, didn't want anything, and, you know, he told me, like, you know, I was just an average young woman, but I was talking to him, and so he was like, oh, you're... You're very beautiful. And I said, oh, my God, no, you're beautiful. You are gorgeous. You look like an actor. And I, like, gushed all over him, uh, metaphorically. And uh, he, you know, and then I and then I gave him money. And then I, and then I left. But I feel like I got a message from you-know-who, like... The cat in the street uh, in front of you who that, you gave That money. homeless guy whose daughter won't talk to him. <laughs> uh, no, from, uh, you know, it was like a message from uh, Beyond the Veil. Okay. He's, he, he's pleased with you, daughter. It was sweet. It, it felt really fine. Like, I'm hyper vigilant. Uh, I know when shit gets creepy. So, so it, felt, it felt like a religious moment almost to you. I mean, I don't know what religious means, but sure, yeah, yeah. What, what, what do you? Who's the you know who in question? I thought you were talking about like some sort of like godlike sure. figure, like Odin or. Uh... Oh, okay, I see. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh But the universe, in 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 some in some sense, what we call the universe. Those of us who are uncomfortable with non secular philosophies call the universe, but like. We could call God if we wanted to redefine God as a sort of sense of the ineffable. Yes, and the and the noetic, you know, it, it must just be something that is known by the experiencer. It was just a oh and, yeah. Uh, so his name was Alan, and I haven't seen him around since. Uh, so I, I came home and I, I mean I look for him. <laughs> I can only think of dark theories as to why every every theory that popped into my head was not something worth saying. <laughs> right. uh, 
<laughs> like they were all just like, oh, he used the five dollars to stab himself. <laughs> <laughs> I can finally knife. afford that. He stabbed that himself in the neck. Razor blade. He bled out in the gutter of Casper. <laughs> now to go buy the antifreeze. Mm mm mm. It's delicious. Yeah. Keeps you warm <laughs> in the winter. Here was here was the last. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like none of the, my scenarios are great. <laughs> right. The, you know the thing. The thing that struck me is he didn't want anything from me. It's rare that you'll meet a man or, you know, a person. I mean, some people you can tell don't want anything from you. And that's a pretty clean interaction. And this was too. And so I just can't find any other motivation for him to have, you know, said what he said. Because it was a little, like, the atmosphere was a little changed. Uh, But... Yeah. His name was Alan, and I looked up the meaning of that name. Of course, I became like obsessed with every like moment of this encounter because I'm schizophrenic. <laughs> Not really. Uh, <laughs> sure. Uh, but Alan means good looking. Oh, mm-hmm. I did not know that. I bet you wish your name was Alan Brown. <laughs> no, I don't, because that would be such high expectations <laughs> that my parents would put on me. <laughs> Because I spent a lot of time with infants, and they're essentially blobs. <laughs> this, this is a hot like, blob. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you were, if your premise was, like, we've been thinking about names a bunch recently. Yeah, I, and I, I want to come back to this before we depart on your experience with Alan here, because I do think there's something really profound in discovering people who you will never meet again, and. and sort of delving into those encounters and wondering what they mean not in any sense of like there's a grand meaning but just in who is this person and how did their life interact with mine what might their life be but we've also been thinking about names a bunch (laughs) and Shara's really big about getting a Slovak name and we've been looking at the sort of Slovak names and I don't think let's hear her favorite Slovak names one one, you got one I I can't tell you because we like went through them and we looked at the meanings of all of them they're all like the slaveholder in chief (laughs) 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 all of the Slovak names are you might might as well name your kid whitey corn good exactly they're like the man who murders his neighbor (laughs) Mike sex (laughs) money They're, like if you were to translate them, they're appalling. <laughs> Each one of them is sort of celebrating some act that you would never want your child to commit. So does she like Huckleberry? We talked about. Uh, I've been pushing it so hard, Catherine. That's great. Yeah, I've been pushing it so and hard. And is she open? Yeah, I mean, you know, if I catch her off guard. So I think I want to figure out... Uh, did you learn anything um, this week? What did I learn? Um, you know, good-looking people, uh, good-looking strangers are, are memorable. We don't really remember the uh, the gray man. Yeah. I, I think I learned that if you meet a good-looking stranger and he happens to also be in a video game, <laughs> that you ought to... Ask that man to, uh, to to sponsor our podcast. 
What I really learned is that you can send money. Can you send money easily? Do you have a, in the show notes, do we have our Venmo yeah. account? We've got, <laughs> we'll just throw our Venmo accounts in the show notes. <laughs> Listen, you five, you lucky five. <laughs> you chosen few. <laughs> you chosen few. This is your opportunity to start a great cult. And we would like your money. Oh my God. Like we won't refuse. I would love to have a cult. About cults yeah. next week. Okay. Next week is about cults. I may be camping, so we all have to do it Monday, but this is all on a 10 day delay anyway, so nobody will know. No one will care. <laughs> we'll get it done. All right, everyone. This has been another episode of Country City Mouse. Mouse. Thanks so much Bye. for listening.